BMW has an ambition, and it's a big one, to become the most sustainable car company in the world. But to find out how achievable this goal really is, we've invited author, activist, educator and climate optimist Anne-Therese Gennari to go on a journey into the heart of the BMW universe to investigate for herself. And I have plenty of questions, shall we? Not before I've said the title. Then I guess you better say it. Welcome to Chasing the Greenest Car, a BMW podcast. Brilliant. Ready now? Yep, let's go. Chasing the Greenest Car, a journey with BMW. Episode 4, How do we design sustainability? Hello, I'm Anne-Therese Gennari, and I'm going on a journey to find out what BMW are doing to create what they call the greenest car. The world is obviously facing a climate emergency that isn't going away, but I am what I like to call a climate optimist, which means I believe that the best way to improve the future is to face those challenges with a positive attitude. Adopting the right mindset emboldens you to take action, And while it sounds like BMW are taking action, I still have a million questions, and I'm not just going to take their aim at face value. There are a lot of challenges to overcome, and I have no idea what the car of the future should look like, or even if it should look like a car, or even be one. On this journey, I will hopefully find out. Today, I'm taking the BMW i4 back to BMW Fits, this time to meet the designers and design experts working on the future of sustainable car production. And fortunately, I know the way now, so let's go to it. And while Anne Therese has her eyes on the road, you get to listen to me for a bit. Design is a very important thing at BMW. There are, of course, certain design elements synonymous with the company. From the unmistakable twin headlights to the iconic kidney grille and the famous Hofmeister kink, which is actually a lot more innocent than it sounds. However, in the quest to create the world's greenest car, there's a lot more to consider than mere aesthetics. We must rethink design and reuse materials. And today, Antares is on her way to find out everything she can from the people behind the drawing boards with her eyes on the future. One such designer with her eye on the future is Daniela Bollinger. Daniela is head of sustainability design for all brands at the BMW Group. And she spoke to Antares in transit. I like these kind of interviews the best because I get to listen in. All right, I'm actually in a car headed to our next destination. And as we're driving, I'm going to take the time to call up a very exciting person that I can't wait to speak with. So let's see if she picks up. Daniela? Hey there. Hey, great to hear you. Where are you at the moment? Uh, I'm in a car, so I hope that's okay with you. But I'm really looking forward to chat with you. Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. So I'm totally looking forward to talking to you. Awesome. So BMW's goal is to be the most sustainable premium car manufacturer. So what exactly are you doing to achieve this goal? Well, I guess my contribution is, first of all, 
not only to embed sustainability in the design, which I think is absolutely necessary, because that's where everything starts, but also to embrace the topic and turn this into something my colleagues also want to embrace and want to adapt and want to jump on. And I feel more like a kind of change manager within the company playing this role of uh, talking a lot about sustainability and the chances we have while we do it. That is such a both important and perhaps overlooked role that we all ought to play. And I that sparks so much curiosity with me because I feel like that is really where change happens. It's inside companies and when you get to empower and inspire your, your peers and colleagues. So I, I assume you have pretty exciting days or what is a day like for you at BMW? I think I'm always confronted with uh, numbers and uh, figures coming from the strategic department. Um, how do we tackle the issue of uh, a Paris Climate Agreement and so on. But I love these meetings because I can learn a lot um, with all these super brains we have, like not walking the talk about sustainability. But there's also this kind of part of my daily life is when I am able to envision futures for us. So I am in between boring meetings and uh, super visionary brainstormings workshops. Can you de describe for us what sustainability looks like in design? The impact you have when you start the first line drawing, that's enormous because you are indicating already the materials and um, also the properties of the car. But I think even further, you can imagine new ways of mobility. And this is something you can bring to life because we have the tool of drawings and visions and we can actually go into uh, movies. And that's what our speciality is about. And what we do as designers is, as you just mentioned, we ask questions and we don't stop asking further questions before we even start doing the first drawing. So we think in images and this is what we can actually bring into life. And also, I think, especially with the challenge of circular economy, which we tackle at the moment, we do have to change the way we work like 100%. We cannot just do our drawings and, and sketches and imagine what is the coolest car. We have to come from a purpose-driven design aspect. And so there are even more challenges, um, material-driven design and so on and so on. So this has to be taught. This is not something the designers just um, taking it for granted that they have it. So that's also a big part of uh, what I do is teaching in a way. And you said it's not just about creating the coolest car. And that made me think about, do we have to also shift our mindset about what a cool car is? And does that go under your umbrella of teaching of like, you have to inspire people to think like, well, a cool car could also be circular and it can be sustainable. And, you know, we have to shift our mindset about it. it's not just the fastest, most awesome looking car, but a cool car of the future or, or of today has completely different aspects to it. Is that something that you also think about? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, that's exactly the point. We just had this conversation today that we have to change the perception of what is luxury, what is cool, what is the best form language for a car and what is really needed. So for me, the biggest question is, what is the luxury of the future when we talk about and understand what sustainability actually means and the situation in the environment causes? 
that we continue using a lot of materials. So saying the future of product design, car design is we have to understand that we are running out of resources. So how do we actually design future products with either less materials or totally new materials with new properties because they come from a recycling plant or they're natural grown and we don't know them yet. So what is the luxury of the future when it comes to BMW? Huge question mark for me. I love that. And no car is luxurious on a planet that is not luxurious. So it kind of goes hand in hand, right? Yeah, but we still need mobility. Right. And so I think you cannot be that radical because we have an economical responsibility as well. This is a huge company with, I don't know, 50,000 plus employees. So, I mean, for of course, if you come from a circular point, you would say no car is the best car. But how do we move in the future? That's not satisfying when you're coming from an innovation and standpoint. So what is the best way of moving or offering mobility? And the question is, what is our business model in this? And that's a point that has continued to come up here as we're talking to people. It's not just about rethinking the car, it's rethinking mobility in itself. And you worked with many designers on the BMW iVision Circular concept car. And this audio report is called Chasing the Greenest Car. So how would you say, how close is the concept car to the greenest car, in your opinion? That's a tricky question, because you have to define what the greenest car is. And is the greenest car no car? Then this is not the right concept. If the greenest car is something where you have to actually move a lot of people in one vehicle, then it's also not the greenest car. When you talk about the vision of how can lux luxury, brand, and circular economy have a party, then that it's the car, maybe. It is a very purpose-driven design. It's very reduced in its material usage. But there is still, I mean, coming from the standpoint of radical, sustainable approach, there is still too much in it, which has no purpose to me. So if we would really go radical, then this car should be redone now. I mean, when we finished it, and that's, I think, always what I feel. As soon as you finish something, you can restart it new because it's already old for you and you learn so much. So if I would do the, the Vision Circular again, I would be probably more radical in reduction, in uh, simplicity, and more related to natural resources. I think the part of natu using natural resources in this car is not tackled enough at the moment. The designers prove they can do it and they can do a super job and we can talk about it and it's, it's alive and, and customers and also our colleagues understand what we want to talk about. So that's now that now, please, let's go to the next level. Do you think the world is ready or will be ready to I guess the word doesn't really give up, but move away from the idea of having the individuality of a car and move into a more community-based, like shared economy sort of lifestyle. Do you think we'll ever be able to give that up now once we've gotten used to it? Today, no. Today, absolutely not. Um, especially when you think um, as the company, as a world, like thinking in world design and, and delivering cars all around the world, or saying especially US, China, Europe. No, people are not, they don't wanna give up individual mobility. So the world is not ready. 
But we want to be ready when the world actually understands that they can follow us and trust us because we do envision the right future for them. And I guess that's really the job of a designer is to know what the world is heading into and be ready for that future when that future arrives. Can you share a little bit about like what parts of the car is sustainably produced easily today and what are more challenging? Some of the materials are 100% made out of recycled materials like steel or aluminum and stuff like this. More challenging for us are the plastics at the moment. And I think you heard that already uh, if you talk to the specialists. That's a challenge, especially the properties change if you if you raise the recycled contents and the look. So that's something where we come into this kind of aesthetical uh, discussion. Um, what is accepted on a level of a luxury car and what is not accepted on surfaces. Having a discussion of how do we tan leather, do we use leather in the future, what kind of substitute do we use if we don't use leather, coming to a more sustainable substitute than also based on crude oil. If you could make one decision for the company today that would be implemented tomorrow, what would that be? Management goals on sustainability, radical goals on reaching Paris Climate Agreement, radical goals, and, and it's not only on high management, but really it's breaking it down to, to everybody. You know, I had to understand that it's not just something everybody's intrinsically motivated to do. You need to put that into a kind of management goal system so they are forced to act. And this has to happen for everybody. And it's not enough, it's just the board. Um, it has really to be broken down so that everybody understands what they have to do. And they they love to do it because that's, I mean, we are all employees and we all work and uh, it's all paycheck coming in the end. I mean, I have to be true, brutally honest, uh, but some of us are really working on the right side, <laughs> like, the sustainability people <laughs> and um, I don't need to be motivated by this but uh, it's hard for me to to really move on with these thoughts if cost is still the major decision on a car and not the impact we have in the world so right now we are planting a seed that the new car is cool because it's sustainable and thoughtfully designed and that is what we want everyone to realize so that we can start sprinting into the right direction. Am I right? Yeah, you are right. <laughs> um, I have to ask you this question because I feel like you'll have a good answer, but no pressure. Are you a climate optimist? And if so, why or why not? I think I'm an optimist per se. I am a climate realist. And I'm also a human being in this world. So this is these are like there's two things fighting against each other. There is this kind of like understanding the ways, tools, and actions we have to take to be positive for the climate, which would always mean that you have to cut down on certain things you're used to do. And uh, these are things which are fun a lot of times, but not necessary. But Sorry to say, but the general public or society is not really aware of the situation, I think, and is not willing to sacrifice too much. On small things, yes, when it comes to health and well-being, they're always it's on the first hand. But as soon as it goes a little bit beyond, they make all the companies responsible for providing them the most sustainable solution. So they would not ask 
the sneaker company, if this sneaker is sustainable, they would just say, I buy a sneaker for that and that amount of money. I assume it's sustainable and there is a clean supply chain. Mm -hmm. So that's why I would say I have a deep inside look and I know I can change something with what I do. And that's why I'm very positive about that. Amen. <laughs> um, Daniela, I have actually arrived at my destination. It has been such a wonderful time to talk to you. If I were to ask one final question, could you give me in three words, what is a design of the greenest car for you? Three words. Purpose-built design. Simple. I love it. <laughs> Let's go after it. And here we are again, back at BMW Fitz. Do you remember what it stands for? Is this a German test? Um, the Research and Innovation Center, Forschungs- und Innovationszentrum, right? Right. Home to the Neue Klasse EV platform, which is a crucial part of BMW's electrification strategy. Right again. Well, I do try to take it all in, you know. Where are you headed this time? The cafe again? Right. Anne-Therese is clearly a fan of the Fitz Café, which must be why she chose it to meet her next contact, Matthias Junghans. Matthias is head of BMW i Interior Design and clearly another fan of the cafeteria. Hi Matthias, so nice to meet you. Hi Anne-Therese. I'm excited to start talking about everything design at BMW. Um, maybe let's go find a more quiet place. They're getting ready for lunch here. How's that for you? That sounds good. Let's go up these stairs, okay. I also do like stairs. I much prefer over elevators, if it's possible. Much more sustainable, right? Sustainable, it's good for you, it's good exercise, get your steps in. You oh, know, absolutely. All the good stuff. All right, how about we go over here? So what does sustainability mean to you and your job at BMW? I think sustainability has the power or the impact to change our, our job as designers significantly. And I really learned that during the design process of the BMW iVision Circular. Diving a bit deeper into materials, into production methods, into how do we build cars today and what does these new principles want from us makes you understand very fast. Uh, you have to rethink the car from ground up. Rethink is a good word because rethink is one of our four circular design principles that we basically came up with. Rethink means we think new, fresh, and brave. The second principle is reduce. We have to reduce parts. We have to reduce material groups. We have to reduce components. Less is more. The third principle that is important for us is reuse. So we, we're thinking about giving parts and components a second life. To reuse them in exactly the same position or for in different functionalities. And it's about recycle. We have to reuse materials over and over again. I'm smiling and nodding because as a climate optimist, something I speak a lot about is finding the courage to choose change. And I think ultimately that is the challenge humanity comes, you know, is going through is how do we actually start to rethink things and realize that it's not about sacrifice, it's about doing things differently that could ultimately be better. Less could mean more. And so when you're speaking, I'm just smiling because I think it really comes down to finding that courage of doing things for the first time. 
And when was the last time you did something for the first time? Can you recall something you did recently or maybe many years ago where like, wow, that was a long time I did something for the first time, but that was, that was kind of awesome. A tricky question. As designers, we do many things normally for the very first time. It is our job and my job as, as being head of interior design for concept cars in BMW i to really look for these impacts, look for, look for new paths and explore new ways. Let me quote maybe a little example out of the BMW i Vision Circular. What we immediately understood is that sustainability or circularity is about the end of life of product. You have to make sure if you want to deliver a car that is 100% recycled and 100% recyclable, that you can dismantle every component at the end in a very efficient way and sort that into material bins to get back the monomaterials that you can work with again and again and again in a circular way. And there was this moment when I thought, okay, this thing is about connection points in the end. You have to make sure that you don't glue two things, two materials together. You don't create a component that consists out of two materials that cannot be separated because it will always create waste in the recycling process. And then we invented these circular connection points that you see everywhere in the interior of the Vision Eye circular and in the secondary surfaces. Basically, screwing, mechanical screwing connections that you can disconnect and then you can break up the interior in its components of recycled and recyclable monomaterials. So if you were to describe the future car, what it looks like, what it feels like, what would that be? That's a very good question. The future car has to be human-centric. That is most important. We are building cars for humans and for their needs and expectations. And these expectations vary over the planet and they vary with every year of technical advance. So we have to make sure that we build the cars that people want and need and that makes their life easier. I think the future car also needs an intelligent reduction because we have to make life easy and easy accessible and very intuitive to use. Cars should not be a burden or something complicated. They should be just a companion in your daily life, supporting you, your family, your friends, or people you meet with. The future cars have to stage technology. We have to create a tech magic. It is so easy to overwhelm customers with uh, buttons and displays. Uh, the big challenge for the future will be the curation of these things. It is about the combination it is about the composition of light, of user interface, and an intelligent feedback of your car just when needed. This also has to do with a topic that I very much like, which we call a shy tech, that comes from shy technologies. So basically, that people are in the first row, and technology retreats to the second row or to the background when it's not needed. And it's only visible and accessible when you need it. So BMW's goal is to be the most sustainable premium manufacturer. What are you doing to achieve this goal? Sustainability is a key topic for us since years already. We thought through processes and the implications on designing cars, on the aesthetics, on the new looks that are created by that. And um, creating and designing 
the sustainable future is a key mission for us today in design. And one of those results you saw presented at the IAA last year, the BMW iVision Circular. If you break it down, we have to create new aesthetics in this circular framework. It is challenging. We have to deal with new materials and new production methods. And at the same time, it should come across as not a sacrifice to the customer. So we explore new aesthetic levels for sustainable and circular materials. So which parts in the interior of a car are easy and which ones are rather difficult to produce sustainably, would you say? Oh, that's a, that's a challenging question. If you dive into these principles of circular design, I think you, you realize that you have to rethink uh, the complete composition of a car. So every part is challenging and every part is affected. I would say we as designers, especially in a show car, we have a bit more freedom. So we can creatively explore these new aesthetic worlds, make it happen, at least for that one car, and create a fantastic and breathtaking result. In serial production, this is much more challenging. We have existing plans and production methods. We have to deal with new materials. And sometimes this alone takes days, months, and years to create a surface that we're all happy with, that stands the test of time, and that has the right aesthetical values. So difficult challenges, but not impossible. Oh, nothing is impossible, of course. This is what we're here for. We are, we are developing the cause of the future. And uh, you have to be curious. You have to take this new challenge not as a, th as a threat. You have to take it, uh, yeah, how can we solve it? What is the next step? What is the big picture? And what is the very little step, next steps towards that? And what solutions are currently being found for the difficult parts, would you say? I think in the near future, you will see many small and bigger ideas happening Uh, in the zero production cars that have been introduced with, with our BMW iVision Circular. Uh, just to mention one example that I'm really impressed by, developed uh, from a few colleagues from mine from the company, they found out that the carpets in the car consist of, I think it's four functional layers. These layers are made all of, I would say, a plastic material, but it was not a monomaterial. So recycling these mats was complicated, and if they even were glued together, nearly impossible to get that to 100%. So these ladies and gentlemen talked to the first, second, and third tier suppliers to transform all these mats, the production, into the same monomaterial. And today we have a very similar looking mat in the car with the exact fantastic functional qualities, but it's totally recyclable. So it's these little things that you sometimes do not even see that make a big impact. In addition to creating monomaterial floor mats, from 2023, BMW plans to launch its first vehicles featuring completely vegan interiors. This is possible primarily through the development of innovative materials with leather-like properties. One such leather alternative is Mirum, which is 100% bio-based and petroleum-free, and has the potential to mimic all the properties of traditional leather. This new material reduces CO2 emissions along the value chain by around 85% compared to leather. Another new material, Desitex, is made from pulverized cactus fibers. 
With these materials, replacing raw materials of animal origin can be combined with a significant reduction in CO2. And also what I'm hearing is that circularity is about more than just designing the product. It has to do with the whole supply chain, which again makes it circular because if, unless everyone is on board and making this possible, it's not going to happen. Am I right? It's about bringing all those suppliers on board and yes, saying, absolutely. yes, let's do this. Absolutely. You have to talk to everyone. And the car industry, as you know it, we have um, many people, industries and companies are working towards that one product in the end that we have to build in these plants. And if you want to do it right, circularity means a lot more communication and a lot more change for all these suppliers and for us to get the product right. So it is more complex. It takes more time, and sometimes it's more costly to do that. But it's worth it, I believe. You've talked a lot about the BMW iVision Circular, and I cannot wait to see this myself. I hope I get the chance. But how would you say the interior design of that car differs from some of the most recent cars that have been put out on the market by BMW? At these showcars, we, have, we take the freedom to uh, break away from existing proportions of room and existing aesthetic skis. So we can open the door to the future. And you see that immediately when you walk into the car, the car itself is built on a very small footprint. It's around four meters long, so the size of a BMW i3. And you have a fantastic spacious interior space. It is light flooded, and at the same time very clear and reduced. We play with very strong materials because we want and we need to get the message across that this car is 100% recycled and 100% recyclable. So that is of course different from our today's cars on the road, but it's a possible step into the future. I'm yet to own my own car. I haven't bought one yet and I'm still waiting for like the most magical car to exist. Maybe this is the car I'm waiting for. We'll have to see. One last question if you don't mind. Are you a climate optimist and if so, why or why not? Of course I'm a climate optimist. I think we have a lot of challenges in front of us. We as individuals, we as companies, and we as a planet, right? But more and more people are aware of it. And more and more people are eager to do something. They're all willing to change and to transform. So maybe we could have started earlier, but I'm sure we'll get it done. Thank you. And Therese, thank you so much. After chatting to Matthias and with the four principles of rethink, reuse, reduce and recycle to ponder over some more, Antares did the sensible thing and had lunch. After lunch at the Fitz, Antares got back on the road to make her final call of the day to Jessica Dettinger. Jessica is senior designer at BMW Group Design. With a background in fashion design before entering the automotive industry, she's involved in developing colors and materials for both the interior and exterior of the car. Well, nice to meet you, Jessica, first of all. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. BMW is on a mission to be the most sustainable premium car manufacturer. So how would you say you are contributing to this goal? I would say as a designer, you are really at the early point of a car development. So of course you try to inspire other people. You also try to inspire people within the company. But I would also say to inspire people outside of the company. So I'm trying to push sustainable concepts or holistic concepts forward 
to make the field of car design, to renew it, to bring it to the next level where we need to focus on in the, in the future. So of course, I think my role as a designer is a really important one because inspiring and curiosity is something we need when we are driven for vision. So at that point, yeah, I think every role is important, but at the beginning, for a starting point, it might be quite important. Can you give some example of what a day in your life looks like? Exactly what are you working on in, in the car design and, and how does that differ maybe yes. from previous cars? So my daily work is mostly in a team. So when you work at BMW, but I think this is similar to other car industries or big companies, you are working mostly in a team. I'm responsible for developing holistic concepts with my team towards what is our goal, what is the, the way the customer is living. So we really analyze a little bit the different markets, the different fields. So it's not only about what do I like as a designer, you need to understand what the other person might like in the future or what is the new behavior with a car. So this is a little bit analytic. And on the other side, we are really working together with suppliers around the world to develop the real material or the real color because in the end you came from a really conceptual perspective but of course a car need to be driven on the street you know so for sure i'm developing for example textiles with a supplier i'm gonna send them some samples some patterns and they start weaving these patterns on their machines and then i got the samples back and we rediscuss them, maybe we need to change the color a little bit. So it's a really sensitive process over a certain time. I, I've heard something about a new kind of leather that you guys are working with. Do you want to maybe share some about that? Yes, my room. My room is a... It looks like leather, so this is the interesting things. I think this is sometimes really important to offer the customer something they already know, but in a new way. And, and it's made of plants, so it's really animal free. I think this is the really new vision and invention about it. And we need less CO2 for producing it and less water. So if, if we talk about a sustainable material like my room, it's about the whole process itself, not only the material in the end as a product, but how it is made and, and resources coming into this material and how we really try to focus on the whole process itself. The manufacturing process needs to be sustainable to say in the end it is a sustainable material and it has the benefit it looks like leather, but it is not leather. So what could you wish more for? So what exactly is it? Can you give some insight into how it's made? What I can say is that it's really plant-based, so there's no animal ingredients anymore. It's with really care about how water is used, how the color process is, because when you think my room will be offered in only a few colors, because coloring a material really makes the environment, I would say, toxics, you know, so, so yeah, but we're still in the developing of it. It's not that easy because this company is really small, BMW is really big, and we need to offer this material around the world. So this is really the challenge here. It's not only developing a sustainable material, but make the requirements as well usable over a life circle all over the world. So this is sometimes really a big challenge for a company like BMW in terms of quality. If you were to describe in your words, how does the BMW design of the future differ from the current BMW design? It's less with more, I would say. In the past, we really developed a lot of variations, a lot of, a lot of 
possibilities and I think that was the time when people wanted that but I think we live right now in a really complex world when it also comes to digital impact to digital experience so I would say less with more a little bit like 100 years ago when we were talking in Germany about the Bauhaus design so really you need good materials you need not that much so really this kind of minimalism I think is the future and is also the present to take less resources and make the best out of it. What do you see are the biggest challenges for BMW on its journey towards the most sustainable future? I experience that it's sometimes really difficult when it comes towards our suppliers. Of course, we have a vision as a big company, but you should always have in mind that we are in a dependency towards our suppliers who are all over the world. So we need to really be patient to work with them in this kind of transition field. And I think a lot of people from the outside never see this kind of complexity within a big company. So. I would suggest to be more empathetic and we need some time, but every supplier I see right now, I work with in the leather field, in the textile field, in the wood field, they're really, really passionate about transforming their own processes, their way of working, because you always need to have in mind that there are people behind, you know what I mean? It's one thing talking about sustainability, but it's another thing that there are people working in some supplier fields since 40 years and you need also to invite them, you know what I mean? So it's not, and this is the big challenge, that it's really, really complex. It's not that easy, like sometimes people say to me, oh, the car industry is so toxic and so negative. Yeah, you could say this from the outside if you're really not informed, but if you're inside the system, you know that it takes time. And this is a big challenge, this kind of patience we need. I think we need some kind of patience. This is a challenge. You mentioned leather and what are some other maybe more sustainable materials that you want to see in the greener car? What we already see and some people are not so um, aware of that is textiles. We use sustainable textiles like recycled uh, polyester since many years so this is not, nothing new so this kind of recircle and recycle um, of materials and on the other side we have this in mostly every material we're going to use and in the future we're not using any more wood what we normally used in the past there were a lot of wood in cars and this is what we are able as uh, designers to say no we will never use wood anymore because this is really not sustainable towards special um, wood design or something like this so yeah i think this like plastic textile these are really materials which are already sustainable but not so i would say sexy like my room when we talked about my room because this is really innovative new to people and also when we talk about leather so leather leather right now is something really i would say bad because there's so much co2 within the material itself but i can say from my side that so many suppliers try to make this material itself better in the in the process fields but um i just want to say and point out that there are many solutions on the market we just need to implement them in our design in our car um, in the end what excites you about the future i see that there are changes and i am patient enough to focus on these changes and um, I feel that I can have an impact. I think as long as you have this feeling of having impact in something, I think then you have a good feeling about the future. I think this is quite important. 
The search for the greenest car is a search that is taking place right now in reality. But it's a search that begins in the imagination. What is the greenest car? How does it look? How is it built? What goes into making it and what happens to it after? Take a moment to think about the future. I had the pleasure to work on my vision of the greenest car in the last year. We uh, presented to the world the BMW i Vision Circular. And this car was all about sustainability and even more it was about circularity. So these principles, how we build up this car, how do we take care about resources in the future? And what impact does that have to us as designers and to us as uh, automakers? This is, I think, the biggest question. If you see car design in the future, not only on designing a car as a product, but designing behavior, designing cities, designing architectural surroundings, environment, then you really have like a new open field of design possibilities. This is my vision of the future, this kind of symbiotic living as a human being with cars and city and environments, a positive perspective towards transportation, design and cars themselves. I would be probably more radical in reduction, in uh, simplicity, and more related to natural resources. With the last call made, Anne Therese's journey to find the greenest car was ready to move on to its next phase. Cue and scene. So, how did your design day go? It was pretty fascinating, thanks. Anything to report? Are you asking me for my top three takeaways? I thought you'd never ask. Well? First of all, I really like the idea that the way forward isn't necessarily about making people give things up. But instead it's about creating new ways to do things. Rather than try to tell people what to do, a company like BMW can make the necessary changes through what products and services they offer. And second of all? Second, um, I'd say a really specific example is using plant-based leather alternatives like Miram. Because using renewable natural resources for as much of the vehicle as possible has to be central to designing the greenest car. And third? Third, I think it's the idea that the design phase is where circularity begins. Because to have the world's most sustainable car, it has to exist on paper first. And maybe you have to pull apart the whole idea of what mobility even looks like and create something new. Where to next, boss? Well, since the concept of circularity has raised its head, how about we take a deep dive into that next? Sounds like a plan.